What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why do so many ghosts seem to appear in people's homes? Maybe it's because home is where the heart is. Or maybe it's because home is the only place that we can feel at peace, whether we're living or dead. Or maybe, just maybe, some souls are lost after death and unable to find their way on to the next step of their journey, and they simply stick to what they once knew. House Hunting, New York, USA, 1970s. Ricky recalled that it was in the early 1970s when he was a young boy that his parents were looking to buy a new house. Ricky would have been about six years old and they took him to each house they inspected since they didn't have a babysitter. One afternoon, his parents took him to look at an old colonial-style home in New York. They met the real estate agent and they entered the house. Ricky remembered that the home was set on a large plot of land and it was two stories tall. Most of the finishings were old and were clearly there from the original build in the 1930s. His parents went with the agent to tour the house and his mother told him to sit in the living room and wait for them to finish. She gave him a few toys to keep him occupied and left young Ricky in the living room to entertain himself. After a little while, as his parents toured the house, he thought he heard a noise coming from upstairs. It wasn't his parents, as they were downstairs in the kitchen with the agent. Six years old and curious, he walked up to the top of the stairs and stood in the hallway. Much to his surprise, This area of the house looked much different from the first floor. It was recently updated. The walls had new paint and all the floors were new compared to the old wooden floors downstairs. He remembered that he really liked the upstairs area better because it felt so new. He started to walk down the hall inspecting the place for himself and as he passed the bedroom he heard a male's voice say, Hello. 
he stopped and looked into the room. There was an older man sitting on the end of the bed. He was tall and probably in his fifties, with short-cut grey hair and brown eyes. He was wearing blue jeans and a white shirt. Oddly, the man appeared to be sweating, and although he had a deep voice, he spoke very calmly and pleasantly. He told Ricky that his name was James and that he owned the house. He asked Ricky to sit down with him, so he did. James asked him what he was doing there, and Ricky explained to the man that his parents were thinking of buying the house. He looked at Ricky and smiled. The man went on to tell him how he lived there with his wife and daughter, and was waiting for his family to come back. Ricky had only spoken to him for a minute or two before he could hear his mum calling to him, and so he told James he had to go. Ricky's mother was very angry that he had wandered off and demanded that he come downstairs immediately. He did as his mother asked and met his parents and the real estate agent back in the living room. His father asked Ricky why he went upstairs, and he explained that he had heard something and wanted to see what it was. He then told them about how he met James and the conversation he'd had. The real estate agent froze and looked at them. Then he got down on one knee to speak to Ricky. He looked him right in the eye and asked who he had spoken with upstairs. Ricky told him that it was the owner James. The agent asked what he had looked like, and Ricky described him. His mother turned to the agent and said that she thought the owners were away. The real estate agent then pulled Ricky's father aside. When his father turned to face his family again, something in his expression had changed. He looked very serious, but also scared. He then told Ricky's mother that they needed to leave right away. His mother packed up all their things and they left the house. On the car ride back home, his mother asked his father why he had to leave so quickly, and insisted to know what it was that the real estate agent had said that upset his father so much. He told her that the agent was very scared. The reason the second floor of the house looked so new was because it was only very recently done. Apparently, there was a fire in the house some five years earlier that caused the half of the second floor to burn. In that fire, someone had lost their life. The mother and daughter of the family were out of town during the fire, but the father, James, had died in that fire. They never went back to that house again, and Ricky claims that ever since that incident, he has had several more encounters with the paranormal. These are all real stories that happen to real people just like you. These people have shared their experiences with me, and now I'm retelling them to you. If you'd like to share your experiences, please get into contact with me by email or through our website. 
save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Be sad when I'm gone. Perth, Western Australia, circa 1992. Pauline's grandmother Evie had been very ill and she was fighting an illness for a long time with her family by her side. Knowing that this illness would very possibly be terminal, Evie had made arrangements for her last days. One night, she was relieved of the burdens of the fight, and she finally passed away about 9.30pm. As part of her final arrangements, Evie had made several plans and requests, not just for her assets and funeral, but also for when she would immediately pass away. She had requested that she stay in her house for the night and be collected by the undertaker in the morning, should she pass away at night. There were only four people in the house apart from Evie that night. There was Pauline, her parents, and a cousin. Evie's passing was filled with mixed emotions for her family. As she had suffered for quite a long time, they were all so sad to know that Evie had been through all that illness, but at the same time they were also a little relieved that beloved Evie was no longer suffering. I'm told that Evie was quite a character, and following her passing, her family would speak and reminisce, and as they did, the conversations were filled with tears, and then there were also moments of laughter when they recalled her antics. <laughs> Interestingly, Pauline found that when they laughed at those moments, the light above them in the home would quite oddly start to flicker, as if something was wrong with it. When they would stop laughing, the flickering would also stop. The family members looked at each other confused, and eventually the conversation would start up again. And again, there would be tears, and then some laughter. Each time there was laughter, something would happen the lights would start to flicker, or, a little later on, the glass cabinet would start to shake, as if though a large truck had driven past. But the home was in a quiet street, and there was no traffic at that time of the evening. If that wasn't enough, as the family sat together in the one room, they could clearly hear footsteps and the creaking of floorboards in the house, as if someone were walking around. This was out of the ordinary for this house, and there was no one else, living at least, around the house. Pauline very quickly got the impression that her grandmother wanted the family to be sad at her passing, and didn't seem to appreciate the laughter. Once she had this realisation, and shared it with the family, there were no more strange incidents. Brushing Her Hair, New Zealand, circa 1980s. Mark and his wife Dahlia lived in New Zealand, and they lived in the same house for most of their lives together. 
As life moved on, they aged together, and the kids moved out and away from home to different parts of New Zealand. In the later years of life, Dahlia grew somewhat ill, and soon passed away. Mark was understandably heartbroken and sad. He suddenly found himself all alone in the family home on a rural property. I was told that the custom in their culture was that once a family member passed away, that their body would be buried in the backyard of the property. Some time had passed since Dahlia had passed away, and Mark couldn't recall for sure how long later this had happened. But he remembered noticing something appearing to be on the top of his wife's headstone at the rear of the property. It wasn't quite clear enough to see from the windows of the house, but each time he'd look, he would notice as if something were on top of her headstone. And even more strangely, whatever it was appeared to be clearer and clearer as time went on. Mark's curiosity obviously got the better of him, and soon enough he made his way out to see what was going on. On closer inspection he found that there was indeed something there. What he eventually saw was the apparition of a woman sitting on top of his wife's headstone. The trouble with this was that one would expect, and even he expected, that it would be his wife. But this woman did not look like his wife though, and he had no idea who she actually was. He described the figure in detail as well. She was all white, with white clothes, and white hair too, and as she sat on the headstone, she was constantly brushing her hair. The apparition of this lady would be clearly seen, and she would face the house at all times while she brushed her hair. But there never seemed to be any attempt on her part to try and contact Mark or get his attention. Until one day, things changed. He noticed a creepy and disturbing change of behaviour when he was out in the yard one afternoon tending to the garden. He felt as if something was near him, and he looked around to suddenly see the white apparition standing near him. He got up quickly, a little concerned, and moved away from her, and then she disappeared. Other times he found that as he moved about the yard, the woman would again appear and actually follow him around the yard as he went. Even more strangely, there never seemed to be any serious attempt to communicate with him, and there seemed to be no intention to hurt him or frighten him. She was just following him around. Without any answers and without any explanation, this strange thing went on for quite a while, and then it seems to have just faded away. This show is made possible by people like you sharing their real-life experiences, so please feel free to contact me. Thanks for joining me on this creepy adventure. Until next time. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.